You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Episode four of Pitch This. That's right. We return for another exciting week of some awesome fan fiction from your two favorite fellows in the industry. Fan fiction, though, but like the good fan fiction, the, the best or? kind of fan fiction. <laughs> not that, not that, not that fan fiction that you have to read, but the fan fiction that you listen to. That's yeah, right. You listen to our sexy voices on the. We come at you in a smooth way, right into your ear, and we bring you some awesome things to think about. Yeah, so Chris, how you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. Summer's here. It's hot, but... Too hot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm making the AC work, and I've become nocturnal. Nocturnal? Yeah. <laughs> it's the you only have way to survive. To, I mean, <laughs> what was it? Today, I think I saw 111 degrees. We're in Arizona, if you're listening to us, and you're not Actually, from we are, Arizona. Actually, we, we are broadcasting from the sun. It's cooler <laughs> than it is being in Yuma. We are in Death Valley. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been really crazy. It kind of sucks, so... Yeah, I tell you, I'm going to nitpick just real quick. I miss movie theaters because during oh, the summer, that was my yep. great escape. Go to the movie theater, enjoy their AC, be entertained, uh, dark room, great, great, great. Yes. I mean, I, that was my favorite pastime, of course. And I was used to going to the theaters every Thursday for the premiere. Right? So, And, of course, the last movie I have to see in the theater is with Mitch, and it was Bloodshot. I like hanging out with Mitch, but not when we had to see Bloodshot. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I just really miss going to the theater. We need, I get it. I mean, I get why we're not going to the theater. I'm not yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that that's a first world problem, that boohoo. Uh, yeah, exactly. I do miss it. it. We are allowed to miss things, and that's something I miss. Yeah. So, <laughs> Chris, introduce yourself. All right. Well, my name is Chris, and I am here to entertain you and pitch some crazy, wild ideas. I love what we do because I'm excited about all things pop culture, and it's just fun to say, hey, what if they did this? Or imagine if they took it a step further. And that's what I'm all about. My background's mostly in comic books, and that's what I'll get into. Tell me more about you, Andy. Well, my name is Andy, and the same, I love movies and TV shows. I'm starting to get more into comic books because of you, but movies and TV shows have been around since I've been born. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I love it. I mean, and, and like we've been talking about, well, this is just two friends talking about what we would do, what we wish would have happened, what we wish is going to happen later on, which is great. I mean, we talked about yesterday about the fourth John John Wick. So yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, of course. So if they take any of our ideas, copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to this and then next year you watch the movie, you're like, oh my god, they These were guys right. Were something. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and I also make skits because I want to be an actor because I love acting and on youtube so check it out <laughs> yeah no check him out he's got some fun just it's great you know it's it's the love of the game and that's what i think is so great when i watch your skits so oh, i dig that thanks man yep. so chris any news today all right let's see well i'm gonna go to my roots and i'm gonna talk about some comic book stuff so every wednesday is comic book day except for now 
Now, dun, dun, DC dun. Comics releases theirs on Tuesdays, and then everybody else does it on Wednesdays. So now we have two days of comic book stuff. But if you go to your local comic book shop, there's some really cool stuff that I want to hype and present to you. Um, if you were a fan of the CWDC television shows, Flash, Arrow, uh, Batwoman, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow... You'll remember this last uh, big crossover was called Crisis on Infinite Earth, yes. which is a huge, huge story in the DC comic book universe. Anyways, they actually had two tie-in issues of comic books. Uh, these were okay. originally presented in their Giants, the, these 100-page comic books. Like one short, brand-new story, and then the rest was all reprint material. Uh, you could buy them at your comic shop or you could buy them at Walmart. Either way was fine. But anyways, they're going to collect those and they're going to release it as a hardcover called Crisis on Infinite Earths Paragons Rising. One of my favorite moments or elements of the show was the Paragons. Um, Brandon Routh returning as Superman in the Kingdom Come uniform. He was one of the Paragons until Luther screwed everything up. But I thought that was so cool to watch. Um, also from DC Comics, there will be Deceased Dead Planet number one. Ooh. Deceased was great. Why? Because it's it's zombies. It's the Walking Dead meets the DC universe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that beautiful really stuff. Exciting. I highly recommend. Like, go back and read Deceased, the first initial one. Uh, it was fantastic. Like, if you find the trade or hardcover, it'll contain the six issue miniseries with the one shot, which I thought was great. They've done two sequels since then. One focused on, well, if the heroes were doing this, here's what the villains were doing. Oh, and then wow. okay. another one was a prequel. And now the original artist and writer are back and they're doing Dead Planet. So I got to do an advanced review for uh, one of the other sites I work for, Adventures in Poor Taste. Oh, my God, dude. Dead Planet number one. So freaking beautiful. Like, Can you give us a little... Little preview. Yeah, I, I can. I'll give you a freebie. So Tom Taylor, um, he wrote the Injustice prequel comic, uh, the Injustice 2 sequel. He's done a lot of great writing for both Marvel and DC. He does a fantastic job of getting the characters to have emotion to where you feel like it. So I'm going to give you two. two I'll, I'll give you two. Okay. So one thing that I thought was really great was in this, uh, in this world um, – Dinah Lance, she is the Green Lantern. So she was Black Canary, and now she has oh. the Green Lantern ring because Hal Jordan died. So Hal, his, he was buddies with uh, with Black Canary and Green Arrow. So uh -huh. they've been a couple. So this couple, they're together. And, of course, they have the big, like, oh, I love you. I miss you. You know, we're going to go into battle. I don't want you to go. Well, I don't want you to go. I don't want, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And sure enough, one of them dies. Oh, my God, the scene. I'm not going to tell you which one. Uh, but one of them dies. It was so heart-wrenching because... You'll, t you'll tell me after this. Right? Yeah, I'll tell you after when we're not recording. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to tell you listeners because go read my review. Go read And it. even then, I didn't tell you because I don't spoil nice. all the time, some of the time. But anyway, so I thought that was huge. It was just such an emotional beat. It hit hard, man. Ugh. It hit hard. And then the other thing that I thought was wild was um, at the end of it, there's this big climatic fight scene. And then Superman, who is now John Kent, because Superman died. What? Yeah. Yeah. Read the first one. Okay. And, um, <laughs> so anyway, so John Kent, the son of Superman, is Superman in this universe. Um, he figured out what Cyborg was telling him. There's a cure. What? What? So it's either, <laughs> it, either going to be a real genuine cure or it's a plot device. To probably lure the Earthlings uh. and humans back to the deceased DC oh. universe. So yeah, great stuff. Beautiful art. <sighs> Trevor Hairsign is back. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. So when are they gonna make a movie? <laughs> when they do, they need to. Tom Taylor, this man, 
is one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet. Um, read his stuff. I will gladly put information out there or find me on Twitter and ask me what he's written. Or go on Twitter and find him and ask him. He'll tell you. But he's got some great stuff. So, yes, DC Dead Planet number one comes out this comic book week, <sighs> Tuesday. Go get yourself a copy. That sounds exciting. It is. It really is. And then also from Marvel, I'm excited. Why? Because Ghost Rider is back. Ghost Rider issue seven will be out. We have been waiting several months now for that one. But then also, right now, I'm just I'm, I'm going to get in this little bit of a soapbox if you don't mind. Times okay. are tough. Yeah. There's a lot of just anger, misguidance, and defense going on. Um, I want to say this was like the early 80s. Marvel Comics released a graphic novel. That way they sound better. But uh, <laughs> this comic book came out, and it was called X-Men God Loves, Man Kills. Beautiful story. Uh, they, that's where they actually took elements of that for a um, well for X-Men 2. Uh, and if you liked X-Men 2, then read the graphic novel because it's a thousand times squared mm. better. And so anyways, they're releasing this X-Men God Loves Man Kills extended cut. I am super hyped. I can't wait to see what's going to happen because the story was great and this is an extended cut. So oh. just like we see with our Blu-rays and DVDs, what are we going to get extra? Oh so anyways, check that one out. That'll probably be out this Wednesday. Well, sorry. sorry. No, go for it. Quick. Go so it's funny because you said that... In I just saw that Joel Schumacher says that there's a 190-minute cut of Batman, right? Batman Returns is the one with Val Kilmer. Okay, yeah, Batman Forever. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, Batman Forever, thank you. So I guess there's like a 190-minute cut out there, and he says, yes, it exists. So we were, we, we were talking about that just a couple of weeks ago, like, how far is this going to go? Dude, it's – well, but the thing is, the precedent has even been back – further than that because there was something called the Richard Donner cut of Superman uh, 2. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, and, and, and you're right. Like how, like, will, like how many times is it going to happen? Like are we going to see, you know, because like, I mean, in that case, like I, so I was t- texting Mitch and I was talking about this on our own personal phones and whatnot, but it's like, I want to see the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 cut, you know. Yeah. I, 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 granted, there was nothing filmed, you know, but I mean, it's like, that exactly, like what's going to happen? <laughs> but I tell you this, there's one thing I was curious about, and I'm still trying to investigate to confirm or not, so be careful. So when, ju- not just like, when Batman versus Superman came out, right, there was the theatrical cut, and then when they put it out on home media, they put like the ultimate edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that came with the extra half an hour, which does help the film. I, I greatly appreciated it that much more eh. with that extra half an hour. <laughs> See how he's already bashing my opinions. But anyways, um, so I think because now they're they're advertising on HBO Max, they're like, oh, yeah, Batman, Superman, the Ultimate Edition. You might already own it. So if you're looking at buying the subscription based on that, Hold off, check your DVD collection, Google it, and make sure that those two things match, and then decide. But if you don't own it, I think it's a neat little add-on, but I wouldn't say that should be the be-all, end-all reason to get it. Anyway, just wanted to throw the disclaimer out there. Yeah. Joel Schumacher, Batman Forever Uncut Edition. I'd watch it. I wouldn't lie to you. I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's just nostalgia. From exactly, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind watching it. I like the first one. I mean, I even like the very cheesy um, with Mr. Freeze and all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Everybody chill. chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I watched it when I was a little kid. Yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. And it, it was made for people like me. Like, I mean, 
that was, was such a film for kids. Yeah, like, that's exactly. what we forget. Like, and plus, like, so I've studied the history of Batman, and I really love the fact that it's like you could look at the Tim Burton films. That's the very golden age, Dark Knight. You know, the one that would kill people and carried a gun. That's perfect. You know, and then when Joel Schumacher comes along, and Joel Schumacher, I didn't know this. But he said at the time, he set out to make films that were reminiscent of the Adam West Batman TV show. Oh, so really? If okay, you look exactly. At, you're like, oh, my God, it makes sense. Like, why are we mad? That's literally. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it was. So you're like, okay, that's cool. I get it now. And so that's really fits in with like the Silver Age campiness of Batman that did happen in comic books. And then, boom, then you go to like the 1980s where they relaunched them. They made them darker and more modern. And that's the uh, Christopher Nolan stuff. So, I mean, the history is there. It fits. It's fun. Like it or don't. Don't get mad. Yeah. Just be cool. Yeah. I mean, we should be happy that we have so much entertainment coming up. Yeah. Maybe not this year. I hope this year because Top Gun Maverick comes out in December. <laughs> so I've been waiting my whole life for that sequel. So I hope we get more new movies later. I hope we get new movies later. But if not, 2021 is just going to be filled with new it's movies, new adventures. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Two years of just new premieres every week every new comic books new everything so it, it should be amazing 2021 should be our year i jinxed it didn't i yeah you did <laughs> um so in other news i guess from what i see is the batman and mission impossible 7 have officially resumed filming in the uk nice. with setting new um rules of course um having social distancing and so i don't know if you heard this that if they want to do sex scenes or any sort of intimate intimate scenes right. in Hollywood that they're planning on doing it CGI or that if they are going to touch in the film that they have to quarantine five days before and take a test and make sure they are both negatives for them to actually touch in the film. I give that six months and then people will be like, OK, let's just go back to normal. Yeah, you know, because I mean, it, it brings up a very, very interesting point and like just going there real quick, but like the pornography industry, how are they going to handle this? You know, so I mean, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I, I've, I've heard talk about that. It's interesting. I think it'll be a fad. I don't think it'll last. Yeah, me either. But yeah, I was watching my hot ones with um, Brie Larson and that's where I saw that they, she was talking about that, that that's their plan to control everything because of course there's movies are just filled with love like love um what's called there's no romance in the film so they're i don't know it's gonna be really crazy you see stuff yeah you see hugging you see hand holding i mean not just to go all full triple x but there's a lot going on you know i mean there's there's scenes in movies where you see the couple laying in bed and they're talking like they just paid their bills like oh my god you know so it's like can you shoot that and yeah well they do something like where it's like let's make the bed you know, yeah, the, the the green screen bed, and it's like, okay, you got him laying on one, she's laying on the other, and you just photo them all in. You yep. Know? I mean, that, that's where we're going to until they fix this. You know, honestly, we live in such an age where why not do all movies, everything's CGI anymore. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it, like yeah. you just cast likeness, you do motion casting, but why are we stuck with, I mean, like I love practical effects growing up, I do, but that's why comic books were such a big thing for me because it takes nothing to draw 
because you don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, so who knows? We might event that maybe this is a step that gets us closer to that where we'll just see films where it's like it looks totally like us and things like that. But then <laughs> yeah. it's like it's it's just animatronics of stuff. I don't know. That's not the right word. Uh, animations of us. So. Yeah. It's going to be weird. But I guess with all this resuming of filming, we'll see 2021 and into 2022. The yeah. way things, I mean, we're halfway through. I hope everyone had a safe 4th of July. So, yeah, so I'm excited. So, yeah. any more news, Chris? No, nothing I can really think of. Just, you know, find your hobbies and make sure you're entertained by them, of course, as always. Uh, okay, one thing that I will plug, Rafa and I are working on a cool project for Geek Elite Media. So that's that's our parent program that you're listening to on us. And uh, we are going to be doing a reread of a classic well, we're going to do rereads of the classic Ed Brubaker Captain America run, which Ooh. launched the Winter Soldier. And alongside that read, we're also going to be doing Grant Morrison's Batman, which was all kinds of trippiness. So we're going to be reading, uh, telling you what we liked, what we disliked, what we learned about it, uh, similarities, compare, contrast, all kinds of fun stuff. So we're going to be writing them right now because we're social distancing. But who knows? That might lead to something. So as we get closer, we'll promote it some more. But if you're interested, start reading your Grant Morrison Batman man and your ed brubaker captain america and you're gonna love it because those issues have been such a joy to revisit so yeah. wow exciting that sounds awesome and i need to get more into reading dude i'll hook you up i'll talk we'll talk more about this after yeah this show. <laughs> you guys love reading and i'm just one of those type of people that is it on tv can i watch it in a movie <laughs> well that's why i like a comic book though because like i would love to read more but i can't dedicate that much time to a novel and, yeah you know there's going to be times where i'm going to be away for it and that's why i like a comic book because that could go anywhere from like 15 minutes to 40 minutes max with reading a graphic novel or a comic book and it's like okay i can do that like I can, I can read that. You can read it. It's serialized. That's, that's the joy of like TV shows. So you're yeah. Like, okay. I don't have to commit all the time to it. I just put some time into it and rejog my memory. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you the ways. Okay, <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you, young Padawan. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this week on Pitch This, we're going to do something a little different, um, something we're going to try out. And if you guys like it, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Um, so I told Chris, hey, Chris, think of a sequel of a movie that people loved, but we never got because you know that there's hundreds and hundreds of movies that people love the first one, but we just never got a sequel. Yeah. Maybe not even a prequel that we just, just never that found out anything. just ended. Yeah, exactly. So we're each going to bring one movie that we think that we like. It might be just a very popular movie or just a movie that we like. And just to pitch each one of our sequels or prequels. So, yep. Chris, what movie did you bring today? All right. So I like this challenge. This was really fun because there's a ton of movies out there that we've seen growing up or in modern times. And we're like, man, that was so cool. Like, could you imagine E.T. 2, you know, yeah. collect call phone home or whatever the case is, you know? <laughs> um, so I think that would be so great, you know? And and then a lot of times we did get sequels, the, the, the direct-to-TV ones, and you're like, okay, maybe it's good that they didn't touch that one again. So you never know. <laughs> but true. I'm going to pick a movie that I really, I, I think they missed the boat now, but I think if they had struck when they should have, it would have done fantastic. So I'm going to pitch the sequel to the 2016 classic 
The Nice Guys. I love that movie. That's so right. Much. Uh, Ryan Goslin and Russell Crowe. Or sorry, yeah, yeah, Crowe. Um, they did a great job in that film. I think they were fantastic. Uh, Angry Rice played the daughter. She was. Oh, oh, she yeah. was great. She, she brought great. <laughs> she brought such a fun element to that movie. Uh, Matt Bomer, the the assassin who was in it, and all oh the my others. God, I forgot he was yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And just all these crazy scenarios and whatnot. I just thought it was great. So, I want to pitch the nice guys too. Good guys. Ah, that's what I'm going to go title, with. Yes. Good so title. I would like to say, so I'm kind of cheating here. I've got my Wikipedia handy just so I can make sure I quote stuff properly. Yeah, I was but, getting I was getting my stuff too. Yeah. I was like, oh. So, okay. So Nice Guys was supposed to be set in 1977 and it came out back in 2016. So four years have passed. So obviously the girl's grown up, which is totally fine. That's what people do. Um, so I would now, this is what's going to be exciting because the Nice Guys is very 70s. So guess what? Yeah. We're going to see the 80s version. Ooh. We're going to go into that. I want that decor. I want all that crazy goofiness <laughs> of the of the 80s and it's going to be even perfect because angry it's going to be a, a young woman in the 80s so it's oh, going to yeah. you know like just all those fun tropes fun. And, yep. and things to play with that'll be great so what's going to be happening in this movie um the mom needs help now i don't think we met the mom i could be wrong i but think I, she passed away okay was that what is that what happened i think so oh crap that might ruin my plans a little <laughs> well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put a twist on this like i'll, I'll double i'll double double check um his sister <laughs> yeah, it'll, the aunt. There we go, or something. But anyways, I'm gonna cast Amy Smart in this role. Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Yes, she's currently the mom on Star Girl for the DC oh, Universe. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So okay. I, she's just she's got good star power. She's got a good vibe to her. I think she would work very well in a situation comedy film. So I want to cast her in that in that position. So she'll either be the mom because I, we didn't she's in meet Stargirl? her. What's that? Yeah, she's, she's oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So um, <laughs> so she's gonna be. Um, God, now I'm bummed about that. She's she's either the mom or the aunt, but she's gonna need some help, and that's gonna bring you know like that's what's gonna cause um, Ryan Gosling to be like, oh man, you know. So he's gonna get the detective agency together. So Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are gonna get into this, and they're gonna be helping. And of course, they're gonna go through the wild situation and all the craziness that entails with it. Um, like it, it won't necessarily be the, the 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 film industry where they were going through, if I remember correctly, uh, the disappearance with the teenage girl. But this time they're just going to be like, okay, you know, the mom is in a work position. Uh, the aunt, either either way, either way, they're going to cast her in that part. So she's going to be in a working environment. It's very hostile. She's dealing with all this stuff, all the drama that's entailed in it. And so for this one. I also want to incorporate like kind of like a mirror image bad guy version of them. So even oh. though it's the good guys, but this will be like the foil. So I'm going to introduce the good guys. Okay. So these are the ones and they'll probably be like the original detectives that were hired to help Amy smart, but they're just, they're horrible at their job. They keep getting in the way <laughs> or, you know, maybe they will be really good, but you know, they're going to cost money. So that's why she couldn't stick with them. But anyways, the good guys, I'm going to have that be Henry Cavill and George Clooney. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. and, well, and I think that'll work because there, there's chemistry between <laughs> all those guys. Because Russell Crowe and Henry Cavill, like when Henry Cavill was a young actor, he actually met Russell Crowe when he was doing uh, a Beautiful Mind. Like when they filmed it on that oh, school, during that time, really? yeah. He like Henry Cavill was a student in that school, and they wound up talking. Uh, then years later, you know, they're father and son in Man of Steel. So there is a little bit like oh, those two true. would work to that's work crazy. with each other. So I think that's why Henry Cavill would be willing to do this. And then George Clooney and Ryan Gosling, they also work together. They'll, they'll have some. So it's more kind of like, hey, we're playing. Let's bring some of our friends. So I think that's what would help in that. So, yeah, I would just cast those guys like 
I think it would be better is since they're the good guys, I think it would be better <laughs> if they actually are. They're they're the hard-boiled real detectives. They really do the work. And then Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are just these guys who <laughs> shoot from the hip and stutter into situations. Beat up and ask questions yeah, later. You know, so I think that would be funny. So it's like you know, like you get to see those two types, those two tropes play off of each other and that, then go from great. there. That's pretty funny. Um, and then in the end, I would I would cast uh, Pierce Brosnan because I, I think he's a great actor. <laughs> um, and if he won't do it, then I'll steal Timothy Dalton. But they'll be the evil James Bond-esque guy who's the oh, villain in the thing. Okay. And so that's when it's like, okay, so they, they have to help shut her down or shut him down because he's the one who's causing Amy Smart all the problems. And then if it turns out, like obviously Amy Smart will not be... Uh, the bl- like if if it's the wife, I reunite him with his ex-wife, and then that way that family's back together. Or if it turns out that the mom was dead because I forgot this, and that now <laughs> she's the aunt. I know then I, I ruined it. Huh? She'll. <laughs> I know I had this beautiful pitch. I even drew a poster. Now it's all gone. <laughs> but uh, uh, Amy Smart will be the aunt, but it won't be his sister. It'll be his sister-in-law, and then of course they fall in love. Smart. There we go. Uh-huh. Or no, even better. I'll give her. No, no, we'll go that route. So yeah, so that's that's my pitch. The nice guys too, good guys. Dang, that's pretty good. I will now release my 13-song soundtrack. <laughs> so the 13-song, yeah, that's smart. So I don't know when, but when was the O.J. Simpson trial? Or the O.J. Simpson O.J. Simpson was like, murder. God, uh, well, when that whole thing happened. I want to say like mid-90s, like 93. Was 90s? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dang it. So that, that was my pitch. I, so I need a big scandal. I'm not big with 80s because I was also thinking Bill Clinton's whole, I did not do that. I did not have sexual relations. That was even 90s. So, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, well, can you name me something big that happened in the 80s? Oh, man. Early um, 80s. Because I was also thinking Watergate scandal, but that's 72. Yeah. I was trying to look. That's what I was like on there. I was like, oh, what can I use? Okay. Uh, so pretty much this. I want them to do something big, something like... I guess in the way we can do um, the O.J. Simpson trial and not use the O.J. Simpson murders, actually not the trial, and that they're just trying to find who really killed this one person. And, of course, they run into just craziness because, (laughs) of course, this is big. So um, they're trying to solve this murder of the girl, and they know it's with a celebrity football player. Um, let's just call him a big quarterback. Let's call. Let's find out who's a big quarterback. I don't know. Let's just. I'm gonna use your Henry Cavill. He's the quarterback. <laughs> He's the quarterback in this movie. Um, they. Oh, okay. Here's something. Vince Neal pleads guilty to vehicular manslaughter. Uh, so that's the lead singer of Montley Crew. So maybe you could do that. Where maybe oh, somebody frames that. a lead singer into killing someone. But there's okay, more to the plot beyond the surface. Th- let's do that then. So or Millie Vanilli, they're, they're fake lip singing. <laughs> okay, how about that? <laughs> we have a scene where they find out that they're actually... <laughs> so Millie Vanilli are singing at a concert. That's the opening <laughs> scene. So th- these two guys are singing at a concert, and then um, Ryan Gosling is still drunk. So he gets up there, he, and he's like, hey, these guys aren't even singing. And then like he like stumbles a little because you know he's like always falling in the in the movie. So... <laughs> So he starts fumbling and then he um, fumbles and then he pulls down the curtain. Uh-huh. So it all falls down. And then you see the actual really <laughs> Milli Vanilli singers. <laughs> and then Russell Crowe runs up there. He's like, what the hell? He picks him up. He's like, ah, don't worry, guys. He's just been drinking a little too much today. But of course, that's how everybody finds out Milli Vanilli's not real. So yeah. yeah, they've been working, what, a couple, 
a couple yeah, because well, they started in '77, and at the end of the movie, they had a really good partnership. So yeah, you know, like I said, enough time has passed in the real world four, t- four years. So that puts that would do the math of 1981. So it puts us in the '80s, and it doesn't matter. You can make it, you know, 1985, and it's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, but yeah, I, I like that the whole that they um they they um what's that called? They framed this singer for the murder, but he knows it's not true. He's like, no, like I was high, but. I didn't do this like I was framed and then he of course hires these people because everybody loved um, his wife who they who they killed um, they love his wife who they killed because she was a famous singer too and, and they're like nobody's gonna help you and of course he's like you know what I got ten thousand dollars for you guys to come out me and I, re- I don't know if you remember that scene that he's just like um, he's he's at the senators oh it's at the senators the, the DA's office uh-huh. and then she's like I'll pay anything. And then he's, just, they start talking and then she's already writing the number down like $10,000. And then he's like, yeah, I think we can do it for $4,000. And she's like, $4,000. And then she's like, yeah, we'll do it for $4,000. He's just <laughs> like, okay. So she rubs up the $10,000 check and then she gives him the 4,000 and it's all, oh, <laughs> I love that scene that movie. Cause I it's want so you funny. to keep that gag, but I want it to be better this time. Like, cause now he's learned. So he's going to shoot for 10. And the, the, this time when they're writing the check, they're like putting like 14,000. Like, oh, 10? Yeah. And he's going to feel vindicated yeah, yeah. this time. Like, yeah. So exactly. So I I want them. Well, they, they didn't know, but I think it'd be funnier for this time because now they're a little bit bigger. They're a little more well-known yeah. because of w- w- what happened the first one. So they've been doing a couple like more investigations. But yeah, I want them to, of course, almost get killed because for some reason they really wanted this guy just gone. That I really want them to be a reason. Let's cast who's a I'm gonna cast Pete Davidson. Ooh, okay. He, he's he's the guy that he's a singer that he, you know he did really great in the King of Staten Island movie. So I think if he just comes off and um, he plays this rock star in the '80s and he he gets framed for his wife's murder. Let's say she was like a a Madonna, a Madonna-esque character that everybody loves. So, like, of course, you kill her. Nobody wants to help you. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, craziness ensues, and Russell Crowe is still the muscle, but he's a little older this time. So I want there to be scenes like... Oh, excuse me. I want there to be scenes like... um. Like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's running up the steps on oh, my knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the girl's probably in high school already, right? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That put her about the right so age. So I, I, I think, of course, you need to incorporate her because, yeah, she was a great character. Oh, she, yeah. she, <laughs> to be honest, she was a better detective than her dad. <laughs> well, she's the straight man to these two buffoons, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the muscular buffoon and the pure idiot. And she's the straight man where it's like, I'm the one who, so yeah, like she should totally be the one who's like running the books and running the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. And they're just the hired muscle kind of thing. You yeah, know? exactly. So like, I think, yeah, I want her like after school, she just comes in. Helps him. I'm like, hey, dad. Hey, I forgot his name. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> hey, Russell Crowe. <laughs> and then um, so she's gonna be like, hey, can I go out with you guys today? Like, no, no, no. You know, like it's still too dangerous out there. Like, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I want, <laughs> you know, I want there to be a scene where they break into their office because these people who don't want um, the singer to get off free pretty much from it. Um, I want them like two henchmen to come like, Hey, where's your dad and this guy? He's like, Oh, like, I don't know. They're out there trying to solve cases. It's like, well, we want to send them a message. So they try to attack her and then it cuts to something uh-huh. and then it cuts to them like walking in. And then she's like, she has them on the floor. She's like, yeah, these guys were trying to, <laughs> these guys were trying <laughs> to do something. And like, 
like she's like you did this all by yourself and then of course i want russell crowe to be like ah maybe i should take her out with me instead <laughs> because of course ryan gosling i mean from all the times that he's tried to be tough and everything but yeah i think it would just be funny to be like ah maybe i should take her out so yeah <laughs> i think of course they i think yeah i think that would be a fun pitch it'd be fun if it was in the 80s still so it was um hair band rock band what is it the hair Oh, hair metal hair metal yeah, yeah so all that like so yeah motley crew type band huge band and everybody hates them because they think he killed this yeah, madonna character irresponsible drunk driver yeah yeah so that's my pitch um i don't know the name um the good guys the nice guys on tour <laughs> <laughs> that you you just had a really good like you already had like the actual um title on it so that was just perfect well, I got lucky. Like I said, I just, well, you know, okay, this is sharing a bit of, like, this isn't necessarily um, movie stuff, but I, I got into a good philosophical con, uh, conversation. And I've thought about this because, like, a lot of times, like, I, I, you know, we use words and we don't think about what words can mean and stuff like that. And so, you know, you'll, you'll hear guys, they'll, they'll belly moan and ache, like, oh, I'm a nice guy. Why don't things happen for me? And da 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 da, right? <laughs> and it's like, so, you know, the, this question was posed. It's like, are you a nice guy or are you a good guy? Which one would you want to be? And it's like you stop and think and you're like, what's the difference? A nice guy, a good guy, they're the same thing, right? And so we sat down and we all talked and we analyzed and we threw our, 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 our two cents and whatnot. But we kind of came up with this um, conclusion. I mean, of course, the door's still open. But it's like a good guy, that's their ethics, that's who they are, their personal code. Yeah. So that's what they do all the time. They hold the door open for everyone, man, woman, child, elderly, whatever. Everyone. They just do that. But a nice guy, they might have an agenda. So they're acting all sweet and innocent, holding the door for the, you know, the the perceived cute person that they want to be with. So it's kind of like, okay, this person would do it all the time. This person will do it to gain. So it's kind of uh, like, oh, and, and it makes sense now because when you think about it, are they really nice guys? No, they're trying to be no. detectives. They're trying to make money and stuff yeah. like that. And they just happen to stumble across and get lucky. And that's why, like I said, in mine, I just, oh, well, nice and good. Those two conflict. <laughs> Perfect, you know? And so it's going to be that way. And so. George Clooney and Harry Cowell would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Ah, oh, that's they, pretty good. They would definitely scream like, all right, these guys got their poop in a group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the more straight up, like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, you're gonna have pitches. to. You're just gonna have to research Motley Crue albums and then just work one of their, you know. Yeah. The the nice crew. There you go. That's the what you nice call it, crew. the nice crew, because now the the daughter, she's more into it now. So yeah, there you go. It's true. I mean, the nice crew. You know, she's gonna <laughs> take up the mantle after they're done. Yeah. So that was our pitches for the nice guys, the sequel. Yeah, nice guys too. It's a shame that they didn't. I think honestly, yeah. like I know, like as I was looking at the the Wikipedia entry on it. So like I said, the movie came out in 2016, and it's like, all right, that's cool, and it it, it did it like, I, I mean, I, I kind of vaguely remember people thinking it wasn't going to do that good, and it's like, really, you know, like both those guys are bankable actors. Uh, the budget was 50 million, it pulled in 62.8. So I guess technically that's a failure because Hollywood's weird that way. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you made 12.8 million dollars. Well, I guess for it to be a, a win, you, they need a double. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is. 
which is interesting stuff. But anyways, so um, I was looking at it, and even here they talk about a possible sequel. So they talk with uh, Shane Black, if I remember correctly, is the director. Yeah. And he's like, well, so this is his quote. I think it's a little premature to consider a sequel. I don't believe in jinxes necessarily, but we really need people to see this one before we can even talk about that. We're up against some stiff superhero competition, and we just need people to, you know, maybe see Captain America six times, but not the seventh and see us instead. And that's true. They were in a big era, but... Like what a came lot out, of people, what came out in 2016? Well, I think that probably would have been Captain America: Civil War. Oh, I think wow, that might yeah. have been. I think that might have been the one. But the thing is, a lot of people like right now. There's a lot of backlash on superhero films. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, because you're getting movie fans, you're getting cinema fans, and you're getting comic book fans to come in and see something. If you put out good story, people will come. Three guns. No, two guns. I'm sorry, two guns. That's a comic book film. People didn't know that. Road to Perdition. That's a comic book film. Nobody knew that. A History of Violence. That's a comic book film. The two guns, the one with Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg and Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah, oh, that's wow. a comic book film. I didn't know that. Um, it's really fun. Like I'll, I'll bring it over next time. Um, yeah, which know. makes sense now with the whole story that yep. they, you're yeah. like, oh, that, that, it's totally. Yeah, you know. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, that's more comic like book. A lot of times, movies that fail turn into comic books. The Fountain. With Hugh Jackman, right? Oh, so yeah. originally that was pitched as a vehicle for, um, oh my God, for Brad Pitt. He was going to be the actor in that one. And they went to San Diego Comic-Con. They had like the big old set build up and all this stuff to hype the film. Talks kept going and then it just took too long and everybody started walking away from the project. Years later, they saw the the writer behind it. Uh, he's a big director. Oh my God, I wish I could remember his name. But anyways, but anyways, so they, they talked to him and they're like, hey, remember when you did The Fountain? He was like, yeah. And they're like, why don't you just do it as a comic book? And DC was up for it. And he said, sure, okay. So they, they touched on the script a little bit. They brought in an artist. He did these amazing painted drawings and whatnot. And they made it a huge graphic novel for uh, Vertigo, which is part oh, wow. of the DC Comics. It renewed interest again and it got him excited. Talks opened up. They got Hugh Jackman in the film. Boom. And I highly recommend The Fountain. It was great. The soundtrack, which was all original music sold out like it when oh, it was wow. put out there i yeah. didn't know that yeah, yeah. Oh, this thing was huge so i mean there is life to that so there there is a precedent to it so i mean i just think black was being a little too hard on himself i think this movie wouldn't done spectacular um they should have done the sequel but anyway so following up on it i guess in september of 2017 fox actually was looking at doing a, a contemporary female-led tv show the nice girls to to go ahead and do that you know that's what's tough because Lightning in a bottle is so hard to capture. Like yeah. what made that movie? It probably was the chemistry between the two gentlemen, yeah. not necessarily their characters, not anything else. Like if you had done the nice guys, a TV show like, okay, what was the one? Didn't they do? Didn't they? They had a lethal weapon TV show, correct? Yeah. 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 It didn't do so well because those guys weren't Danny Glover and Mel yeah. Gibson. That's why lethal weapon works. You know, so when you try to capture it on a TV show, sometimes it works, but that's because of who plays the parts. Mm-hmm. Go back to the odd couple. Um, oh, my God. Why am I going so blank on all these names? But the original two, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon for the movie. Yeah, those two guys are comedic geniuses. Uh, they did the odd couple, the odd couple two, out to see grumpy old men, grumpier old men, plus legions of more films. But then they took the grumpy old men and they actually turned it into a TV show and it worked. Um 
the stage play, they've done the same thing. The Odd Couple, it's been cast as men, it's been cast as women, and every time it works is because of the chemistry of the actor and actresses that are there. So that's what's going to help on that. So, I mean, if you want to swap stuff out, that's totally cool. Good luck to it. But it's going to really be basing on the chemistry of your your company who you're going to work with. So, yeah. So they should have struck while the iron was hot. I think 2018, they probably could have done a sequel. uh, But I don't think anything could fly now unless they take my script because it's so awesome. Yeah. It's actually really good. I'm excited. (laughs) So, of course, I, I have to bring another movie that I feel like it was great. Like even, I think it was a Brian De Palma film, if I'm not mistaken. No, never mind. That was Mission Possible 1. I don't <laughs> know. I could be wrong. But I feel like a lot of people watched it. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of people watched it, and they really liked it. It got really good reviews. So, of course, it's a Top Gun film, Top Gun, Tom Cruise film, and it's collateral. We Yes. Yeah. So I think that one, for me, my pitch is... It would have to be a sequel prequel because this guy, this is even before John Wick. This is the only time yeah. Tom Cruise has actually played a bad guy because he he plays only the good guys. He plays that cocky, like, good guy, the maverick type yeah. person. The hero. So, yeah, the, exactly. Plays so, it loose and always wins. So, I mean, the, I guess if you, I guess if you um, really, ah. sorry, that's my dog. If you really look at interview with the vampire is lestat a bad guy that's such a tough one exactly right so i think but for this one collateral he's a bad guy yeah, he's a hit no way for, to redeem his character yeah yeah he's a mercenary you pay him to you pay him 10 million dollars and he will kill whoever you want so yeah i think i would want to know why like um yeah where does it wh- come from yeah because he created him and all that stuff because they, there's honestly no um, backstory to him. They, they, does he have military training? Does, because right now we do know more about John Wick, but with Collateral, you know nothing about him. You just know that he's been around for a long time and he has his um, what he does, which is he goes and gets in the taxi cab and tells him, "Hey, you're gonna do whatever I want," and that's it. And you know because in the movie he says he's framed other taxi drivers for these murders. Yeah, he's already set so, other people. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's already set up people, and you know he's out there. So I guess I would want to know. And I guess at the end, spoiler alert: if you've never seen it, skip this part right now. <laughs> um, he he supposedly dies at the end because in the movie he says a guy died in the subway train, and they didn't find out he was dead until eight hours later. So that was like a little like Not a little foreshadowing. Happened, yeah. yeah. So I think. Maybe he didn't die, but because he was just a tough son of a bee, so maybe he didn't die. But I think just a prequel to see why. I mean, of course, Tom Cruise is too old right now to remake that sequel because that was early 2000s. Yeah, that was a while back, but th- that's what I mean. He was like the original John Wick, like he was the original badass because no one, I guess, really saw a movie like that where. This guy doesn't really because he's smart. He's smart. He's smart because he even has like yeah, life happens. Like Yi Ching, Wu Chang. Like he says like all these like like actual yeah philosophical. And he talks and he you you talk to him and you're just like, why are you doing this? Like you've been through some shit. Like even him like he he does feel for it and he oh it's a Michael Mann movie. Okay. Um, and so I think just a sequel with him like he said that his dad beat him so bring him up from his upbringing 
show him his dad being a drunk and beating him up and then what he has to do on jada pickett smith jamie fox mark ruffalo i mean peter berg is in this movie <laughs> like the director <laughs> so there's just a lot of like actors and i think if you just bring back at least tom cruise not jamie fox because um he was already in but if it's going to be a sequel i don't think it could be in la anymore he's just left that life in la so i think i would want to see him like actually what he did to become such a ruthless killer to become vincent if that is even his real name because nobody knows his real name so what what he did oh you know who else is in this movie who else jason statham at, no the, kidding. at the very beginning it's it's for very split second i think that was maybe even his first film because he bumps into tom cruise and they both drop a suitcase and they're like you okay buddy like he's like yeah you, you good you good we're good <laughs> like are you good he's like yeah 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 and then he picks up his suitcase the other guy's suitcase so they switch suitcases meaning he just gave him his target so yeah that's how they make the deal yeah exactly so, so where like, does where does jason statum come on? who's his handlers and all yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. i guess we can just do like a prequel and just lead him up to that night and show him how ruthless he really is because i think a, a nice action movie with a little different from mission impossible for tom cruise because it'd be cool to bring him back a little different from the little because mission impossible as violent as it is it's not bloody it's not gory not not too many bad words so i think just to see tom cruise in a bad guy movie like that it's more it's more, more shocking yeah yeah appeal. exactly yeah. so i i think I don't, yeah that would be my my pitch to do a prequel to lead him up to where he got to to be there see if i played with that one just to, to piggyback real quick so i would open the film and i think they could still pull it off so like like i want somebody like on so you said it was on a subway they found him right yeah like some man died like let's go to that scene and so you see this guy he's he's like in the suit he's got that blonde platinum hair yeah right and then they turn him over and it's not tom cruise it's somebody else like he totally had a body ready to like yeah. clear it right i mean and it's, so it's, it's like okay believable and then like so obviously whatever this agency that hired him to do that like he's getting too bloodthirsty so they're going to release the next one to eliminate Tom Cruise and i would call it collateral damages <laughs> now we got <laughs> but two there's, of them. <laughs> but there's already a movie collateral damage isn't that an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie i don't i don't know but i mean this is collateral damages yeah, the damages it, you know. <laughs> or no i'm sorry you're right it was just called collateral so this would be collateral damage and then that's it. That's, that's how I would play it. I mean, we've seen movie titles get used and recycled before, so no big of deal. Of course. Arnold would be, he'd give me the blessing. He'd, as a matter of fact, be like, Chris, can I be Chris? Can I be in your film? And I'd be like, like, of course, Arnold. He'd be like, this is most excellent. Oh, my God. We have him here in the studio today. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's I, Arnold. I always come into to the Geek Elite Media Studios, and, <laughs> and I always do stuff. I love, I love comic books. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Arnold, so, I mean, from Terminator, when are we going to see the next one? Um. As a matter of fact, it will be it will be it's it's on it's on demand right now. You can watch it. Oh wow! Okay. Terminator Two: Judgment Day. So <laughs> so, are you gonna pitch your next sequel to it? Uh, it will be called Terminator Six Nine. I did not say these things. That's how it will go down. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's leaving. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh man, we missed out. <sighs> did I miss him? I was just I just stepped out to get some water and I came back. Yeah. Oh, really nice man. Really really happens. nice man. The governor of <laughs> California. But yeah, so 
So would you say that's your pitch? The little yeah, that's how I'd play it, just fast and loose. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm that small minority population that didn't watch Collateral. Okay. I wanted to see it so bad. I really wanted to see it in theaters because I knew it was going to be an action film, and then I missed out. And I think at that time that was my Hastings days. So you kind of get a little bit burnt out on movies oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So unfortunately, I missed it. But it's summertime. And there's nothing else to do. So I'll probably be putting that on my watch list here. Well, and you know what's crazy? Because I remember, well, even with John Wick. Yeah, um, when John Wick, um, they were talking about, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves did all this training and he did um, actual police training. I was like, and we've never seen this where he actually switches um, um, the pistol magazines and everything. I'm just like, J- Tom Cruise did that a long time ago. He actually trained with like LAPD. He right. got their like their fighting. He did all that. I'm like, he actually like when he shot like ten rounds or whatever. He switched like he he switched around. Like I was like. That's that's an original because of course everybody was used to the nineties where never run out of bullets. Yeah, exactly. Thousand bullets later. Exactly. So I was like, no, Tom Cruise is the originator of that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway. So yeah, I mean, if if, do you guys have other? We would love to hear your um, pitches on Collateral and the Nice Guys. Yeah, what do you think about what we presented with with these two films? Or even better, what would you bring back? What movie franchise would you love to revive and have that extra sequel or prequel or just something more to what you found as a favorite fandom? So please let us know. Find us out there. Um, And as always, please listen to all the other podcasts in the Geek Elite Media Network. We have tons of stuff out there. Uh, One of our dear friends, Jessica, she started a new one. Oh, Um, yeah. Turn the Pages, I think, or something. But it's it's really great. You can find out more about it. So I I recommend that. She uh, talked about some really good novels. Um, And let's do it this way. Andy, how can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter at Andy Canchola. It's A-N-D-Y-Y-Y. C-A-N-C-H-O-L-A. So yeah, I mean, go follow me. It should be lots of fun. And then how can they find your YouTube? Because I really do want them to watch your shorts. Oh, they're great. Yeah, so my YouTube is just my name, Andy Canchola. I'm just that famous that if you look on my name, it'll pop. <laughs> He's like the Highlander. He's taking down all the other Andy Canchola's. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, just Andy Canchola, and you'll f- hopefully find me. And if you can, just send me a message. I'll send you the, the <laughs> link right away. Awesome. Uh, let's see. You can find me. Mostly I hang out on Twitter and you could find me as stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, check out geeklyatemedia.com for any writings that I do. I've recently done a uh, comic review of an independent series about invasion from planet WrestleTopia. It's been Ooh. fun. I also write reviews and content for adventuresinpoortaste.com, AIPTcomics.com. So please check them out as well. Uh, make sure you find Geekly Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram uh, you know, rate and review us. Please let us know what you think of our content. Interact with us. That's why we created Geekly Media yes. because we want to get you, the fans, talking about what you love. Thank you, the contrarian. And then, you know, until then, this is Pitch This. And please always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Ding.